really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. And so for this episode, Holly Weirder, I pretty much am going to be picking up where I left off all the way back in season two with my last Holly Weird episode, which was episode 39 of this series. So TPR 39 was Holly Weird, where I was pretty much giving you the keys to all the Hollywood movie breakdowns and just covering some important points. So that was really the last time I spoke about Hollywood movies directly and was breaking down, you know, some important points with Hollywood movies. That was the last time in TPR 39. But now it is appropriate for me to cover some additional points and recover some some things that I touched on in TPR 39 and also explain further some realizations that I've come to since that episode, TPR 39. So with that being said... Lightworker, I'm going to need those keys back from you because I'm driving. So give me the keys. Got them. Thank you for that. So let's get right into it. So before I even cover any um, movie points, I just want to point out this is a simple point about like the Harry Potter movies and really the Harry Potter books. Just how this is really introducing many people to witchcraft, magic, dark side the like witchcraft and sorcery, all that stuff is dark side. Um, it's to be stayed far away from. And I just think that's important with Harry Potter because for someone like me and just, um, you know, people my age or close to my age, we were kind of younger when Harry Potter was popular. And I think that this is just really dangerous, honestly, because it was introducing young people, children really to, like I said, magic, witchcraft, sorcery, all this dark side stuff just with Harry Potter. And, you know, that's something that was pretty popular, the books and the movies. And it's something that you don't really think too much about. But, um, you know, you could really see this coming from a mile away that Harry Potter is introducing people to all dark side things, magic, witchcraft, sorcery, all dark side practices like that. So that's just a side point. So Like I said, TPR 39 is where we're picking up from. And in that episode, I was speaking about, very importantly, the MK Ultra mind control that is in Hollywood movies. So I spoke about how that's really CIA level 
programming, CIA-level subliminals. It's quite literally mind control in all the Hollywood movies. So that's what I said in 39 is when I speak about the subliminals and the programming that's in these movies, it's not just people messing around saying, oh, let's throw sub subconscious subliminals in these movies. No, these are CIA-level, government-level mind control going on in these Hollywood movies. Amongst many other agendas, for example, the EGI, elite gender inversion agenda, you know, that's rampant in Hollywood. What you'll soon realize if you ever look into that is that all the people, all the actors in Hollywood, actors and actresses, they're inverted genders. That's what the EGI, elite gender inversion is. So from that agenda, EGI to the MK Ultra mind control those two things should really be enough to just stay away from Hollywood because it's extremely dark side, it's extremely serious, and that's why I gave the keys over in TPR 39, but, you know, I gave my reasons why I'm not going to cover it further on this series aside from this episode now um, and all the way up until this episode now, like I said, because there's dark side agendas, you know, you can't just really innocently watch any Hollywood movies because, like I said, the MK Ultra Mind Control, CIA level, government level, highest level subliminals and subconscious programming and demonic programming going into all of these movies in Hollywood. So that's just exactly why, you know, Hollywood is to be forsaken. However, I came to a lot of realizations about some of the points that I touched on over the course of the second season of TPR, because it wasn't just 39. I did other movie breakdowns and just other movie episodes, really. Um, so that's why I kind of want to wrap it up and just, um, you know, explain a little bit further what we already covered. So pretty much a movie that I covered in TPR 39 was the movie Get Out. And like I said, the MK Ultra Mind Control. So the movie Get Out, like I explained in 39, is actually depicting MK Ultra Mind Control. That's exactly why they put out that movie because it's showing us about the MK Ultra. So that's something I've spoken about, you know, in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood sports, politics. They do the MK Ultra mind control programming on all the people in the mainstream, not just Hollywood, but all the industries I just mentioned across the board. They do that. And that is so that they can use these different celebrities in different ways keep them under control. And the way that you put them under mon, uh, MK Ultra mind control is really through trauma. It's trauma-based mind control. So they go through such uh, trauma that it ends up splitting their alters into multiples. And that's how they're able to control and put the person under mind control because it splits their alter. So they can go into one alter, control that one through the MK Ultra mind control. And then the celebrity will probably have no recollection of it because it's just a different alter. And the reason that their mind splits into alters is because of the trauma that is induced, usually sexual trauma, but we'll just say trauma that is induced from the MK Ultra. That's how they split their mind into alters and thus get the, the celebrities under MK Ultra mind control. And that's what they depict in the movie Get Out because they're showing how pretty much when they go to the sunken place, that's the characters, they lose control of their body and someone else is operating their body. That's pretty much depicting MK Ultra. And in TPR 99, I spoke briefly about the clones and stuff. And that's exactly how they are able to use that in the Hollywood industry is because they put them under MK Ultra mind control and they can use that vessel to put 
MK Ultra mind control under that, whether it's a clone or the real person, that's exactly why. And if you'll notice a lot of the malfunctions, the MK Ultra mind control functions, you know, with Eminem when he was on ESPN, Conor McGregor when he was on ESPN, uh, Al Roker, I think, on a morning show, all the times that you, it, when you look into MK Ultra, when you look into it, you see the celebrities geeking out and like glitching out because of their MK Ultra mind control. And a lot of the times it's when they're on camera that it happens. And that's exactly why in the movie Get Out, when um, the main character takes a picture of someone who's gone under the the program mind control, the, the picture snaps him out of it for a moment. And that's why you'll notice Eminem in front of the camera. All these people, when they glitch out, they're in front of the cameras. Obviously, that's how we're seeing it. But I think that there's some truth to that. That's why they depict it in Get Out when he takes the picture of him. That's what triggers for a moment, um, you know, the different alters or whatever with the MK Ultra Mind Control. So they tell us about the MK Ultra Mind Control towards the end of Get Out, which I covered because they reveal that it's going to be like the brain surgery and like pretty much switching bodies is that that's exactly what they do. They can, that's what they explain in the movie Get Out. And when they explain it, they call it the coagula, which is, and they use a butterfly to depict it. And the butterfly is the symbol that's used for MK Ultra Mind Control. That's the symbol for it, the butterfly. That's why they show a butterfly when they're speaking about the coagula in the movie Get Out. And then as far as an additional point that I didn't cover in 39, that word coagula, that is actually written on the Baphomet's arm. So the Baphomet is the goat-headed figure of Satan that everyone in Hollywood and everyone on the dark side worships and follows, the Baphomet. And the Baphomet has a tattoo on one of its forearms saying coagula. So that was a point that I did not know, but I later realized that's why they call it the coagula because it's extremely dark side. So this is what I'm saying is in Hollywood, you know, for... For me, when I was still asleep watching these movies, watching Hollywood movies, you know, you're sitting there accepting programming, accepting the word coagula, and then you realize that's written on the Baphomet's arm, tattooed on the Baphomet's arm, um, the word coagula. So that's why they use the butterfly for it, because that's a symbol used for MK Ultra. That's how we can know towards the end of the movie when they explain the whole process. They're really explaining in a sense, the MK Ultra mind control. That's why it's the butterfly, the coagula, which coagula is written on the baphomet. And so we're gonna get to some disturbing agendas. I'm not done with the movie Get Out yet, um, but we're also gonna get to some disturbing agendas that goes on in Hollywood in addition to what I already said. So pretty much in several of the movies that I covered, and I touched on this point, like in the movie It and It Chapter Two, and in the movie Us, and really just several of these movies in The Matrix as well, they always reference the underground tunnels in these movies. And so this is for several reasons. One, the MK Ultra goes on underground in these tunnels. There's underground tunnels, bunkers, and just secret places underground. That's where the MK Ultra programming goes on for these celebrities and for these people underground. That's why all of these movies depict the underground tunnels in some sense. In the It Chapter 2, and it it movies, they depict it as the underground sewers. And then, in um, you know, it's either underground sewers, underground tunnels. That's what they're depicting because that's where the MK Ultra goes on underground. But there's also other disturbing agendas that, that they're showing when they depict the underground tunnels. They're also um, 
depicting where the cloning goes on as well. That's underground, just like MKUltra. And then disturbingly enough, that's where sex trafficking goes, especially sex trafficking of children, which I did touch on these points. So that's why in the movie It and It Chapter 2, Georgie gets taken into the sewers and Pennywise, when he's taking children, he's taking them to the sewers underground. That's exactly what they're depicting is children being snatched up for the elites to uh, sex traffic underneath the ground in these underground tunnels. That's why from it to it chapter two, to the movie us to the matrix and pretty much all Hollywood movies, you'll just see them always referencing underground tunnels, underground bunkers, this underground sewers, anything underground. It's depicting MK ultra mind control. It's depicting the cloning centers and it's also depicting sex trafficking underground. And specifically, that's why in it, in it chapter two, Pennywise is taking children to the underground sewers. And then what I also want to point out is they, so in it, in it chapter two, it's pretty surface level because it's Pennywise who represents Satan and the dark side. It's Pennywise taking children to the underground uh, sewers. So it's pretty straight up and surface level, you know, dark side taking children underground. But then even in Get Out, they depict it the sex trafficking of children in different ways. So another uh, symbol, like I've touched on, there's many different keywords and symbols and code words to understand the sex trafficking agendas, the pedophile agendas. You know, there's all these code words, FBI release code words. Like, like I said, it's CIA level mind control is the MK Ultra CIA level. And then these subliminals and these code words that are used, these are FBI release documents showing what human sex trafficking, child trafficking code words are. And one of them is the rabbit or the white rabbit, right? So if you notice in the movie, The Matrix, they even say that because they say follow the white rabbit, which that's really talking about going down the rabbit hole and being freed from the Matrix. But also, I do believe that they are saying the white rabbit as indicating sex trafficking. That's why there's also underground tunnels being depicted in The Matrix. And I'm going to allude to this later on, but I'll, I'll touch on it. I'm going to touch on this later on. I'll allude to it right now is that pretty much I'm going to show in this episode how these sex trafficking agendas and conspiracy theories, as the mainstream media calls it, they are very real. And that's why they've been depicted in movies since two decades ago when The Matrix came out. And I'm going to show another early 2000s movie, a Pixar movie that even told us about it as well. So as far as Get Out or as far as another subliminal, it's the white rabbit or just rabbits, right? And this is a point that I touched on with Get Out is because I said in both Get Out and the movie Us, which I'm going to speak about Us in a moment, I said in both Get Out and Us, they use the rabbit bunny symbolism. I said in Get Out when the brother who is, he's like snatching people off the street, every time the brother's car is shown it's playing the song a very old song called run rabbit run is the song that's being played in the brother's car in the movie get out and the reason for this is the very first scene of the movie in get out is it's showing um an adult an adult character walking through the streets walking through the suburbs and the brother drives up in his car you can hear the song playing run rabbit run and he abducts a character off the street and takes him into his car but what i realized is that the rabbit and the white rabbit specifically is a code word for uh, child sex trafficking so that first scene of get out 
is actually depicting children being snatched up off the street, even though they depict it with an adult character, what it's really showing is children being snatched up off the street. And that's why when he, the brother abducts people and in that first scene, his car is playing the song, Run Rabbit Run, because it's really saying, run children run. And it's showing someone being snatched off the street. That's exactly what they are depicting. This is what I'm saying is in Get Out, there's really no children characters. There's, you know, they're not using children per se. They're actually using an adult character but it's still being represented and they're still claiming it by putting that rabbit symbolism in the song, run rabbit run. That's exactly how, you know, on the surface, you might not even initially see these points, but once you spiritually see it and see how they spiritually claim things, subliminally, subliminally put things in the movies, that's how you can see it a little bit more. So you can see that with the first scene of the movie, Get Out. That's why they put run rabbit run in there. And as far as the first scene of the movie, Us, it's quite literally showing in the underground tunnels, it's showing rabbits and bunnies in cages underground. And quite literally, that's depicting sex trafficking because the bunny, the rabbits represent children in these instances. And that's why they're underground where the sex trafficking goes and they're in cages because that's quite literally what goes on with the sex trafficking. So that's how they do it in both the movie Get Out and in the movie Us in the opening scenes. Like I said, Get Out, they show the person being abducted, snatched off the street, playing Run, Rabbit, Run. And then in the first scene of the movie Us, it shows rabbits in cages underground where sex trafficking goes on underground and then they use the bunny and rabbit symbolism a lot in the movie us um one of the main characters like the young girl character she's shown wearing a bunny on her shirt at a certain point and then the mom tells her to run in that scene they're like outside of the house she has a bunny shirt on and she says run because i covered how us is also a movie depicting twin flames that's the thing with these hollywood movies is like you know i did two I did two full movie breakdown episodes on this series. And, you know, I'm just saying now, honestly, I thought I got all the points in the movie, The Matrix, for example, in that breakdown. But I know that there's little details like this that I missed and like multiple meanings that I missed. I mean, I covered all the important points, but I know that there's some points. And just in general, in my movie breakdowns, like it was before I knew about the EGI elite gender inversion agenda. So I missed there's there's several trans people in all of these movies from it and it chapter two to uh, the matrix movie breakdown aside from what i originally said there's additional trans in there as well in both movies so the thing about these hollywood movies is i could put out two full episodes which are hours and hours long breaking down these hollywood movies and there's still points that i miss still additional points because that's the whole point of hollywood is really the dark side they're obsessed with duality which is good and bad white and black light and dark they need both. So that's why they'll depict really demonic things in these movies, but then they'll also even depict other concepts as well, possibly even light side concepts. They do it in a dark and demonic way, but nevertheless, these movies have duality and several, several meanings. Every single detail of the movie is by design. Every word that is said, every action that is taken in the Hollywood movies, it's all for a purpose and by design. And quite literally, there's several, several meanings. So that's how in the movie Us, it is a twin flame movie. That's why she's told to run. But then also she's wearing the bunny shirt and they say run, just like how in the movie Get Out, it's run, rabbit, run, showing what it's really representing, the ch uh, child sex trafficking using the rabbit symbolism.
bonding symbolism. And then as far as uh, the movie Get Out and Us, an interesting point that I want to point out is, so it's Get Out, right? And then the movie Us is like U.S. So people, I see people commenting this online is Get Out and Us really saying like Get Out U U.S., Get Out U.S., United States. But then what I want to point out is there was also this movie that came out called Antebellum, I believe it was called, and it's by the same producer, same people that made Get Out and Us, right? So we have Get Out, Us, and Antebellum. So people online always point out the Get Out and the Us connection saying it's Get Out and US, but then if you add that Antebellum movie onto it, just take the first letter, that makes it Get Out USA because it's Antebellum. So if you just take that first letter, Get Out, Us, and that, it's Get Out USA. So I think that's really interesting and by design. And also I know that Antebellum movie is depicting MKUltra Mind Control because on the movie poster for it, it shows a butterfly covering her mouth. Um, so like I said, the butterfly is symbolism for MKUltra. So I already know that that movie, without even seeing it, I can know that it's also depicting MKUltra Mind Control. But again, it's Get Out, Us, and Antebellum, which is really Get Out, USA. So that's some purpose why the dark side is doing that just to mock us or some other reason but that's very interesting and then also some uh, i mentioned how i missed some points in the matrix uh for an example i spoke about how the one character is the woman in the red dress in the movie the matrix and i'm pretty sure that that's part of there's some dark side demonic meaning that i didn't initially know of and i don't even specifically know what the dark side meaning of the woman in the red dress is I think that it has something to do with MK Ultra Mind Control. Like that's possibly what is used in it. I'm not exactly sure on that. Or it's just a Freemasonic, um, Freemasonry symbol or meaning. But I'm pretty sure it's the first thing I said is, has. I believe that has something to do with the MK Ultra Mind Control. But nevertheless, in the Matrix, the woman in the red dress, that's a demonic meaning. That's why they use that phrasing and that character purposely. Like I said, I definitely missed some points in the Matrix. I got a lot of points on the it in it chapter two movie breakdown. I mean, I got a lot of those points, but I know at least in the matrix, I missed some little details like that. Just things I didn't mention, but, um, you know, that's how we're growing on the series. And that's how I came to more of these. It took me months and months, but really just randomly, I came to a lot of these points and I was like, oh, that's why they're depicting in the movie of get out with run rabbit run. And I'm like, that's why they're showing rabbits in cages. Like I was just coming to these points. That's why I wanted to do one, 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 one more exposure of Holly weird, you know what I'm saying? And expose these points. So we're going to keep it moving. So there's many different agendas in these movies. Like I said, in it, the matrix, the movies that I did the full movie breakdowns of there's the trans EGI elite gender inversion agenda running rampant all over Hollywood, all over these movies. They're clearly depicting MK ultra mind control, they are depicting the underground tunnels. They are depicting sex trafficking, human sex trafficking, pedophilia. All these dark side disturbing agendas are being depicted in Hollywood. And now a really important point shifting to probably the most disturbing points of the episode. Now I want to speak about this Pixar. And so now I want to shift to really some darker agendas for this episode that I kind of alluded to with this Pixar movie. So the movie's going to be Monsters, Inc., right? And... Anyone that is a conspiracy theorist, you know, if you know about these sex trafficking, these pedophilia agendas, one word that you're probably familiar with is adrenochrome, right? 
the drug, kind of the reason why the elites would do these sex trafficking, child trafficking, child sacrifices, and child rituals, right? Because of adrenochrome. So I'm going to touch kind of on what this is, but let me just stick with Monsters, Inc. So that's what the whole movie Monsters, Inc. is depicting. Everyone thinks this is a child movie, and Disney World is so disturbing. There's sex trafficking in Disney World. There's the 33 club in disney world which 33 is representing 33rd degree freemasons three plus three equals six there's a hidden secret club in disney world called the 33 club and freemasonry it's 33rd degree freemasons three plus three equals six and there's many other dark side agendas with disney disney was a freemason disney was a pedophile walt disney i'm talking about he was in masonry and he was a pedophile that's exactly why there's in all the cartoons, all of these movies in Disney, I would never, letting your child watch Disney movies is probably one of the, the worst things that you could ever let them do is because they are, they literally put sexual innuendos, so many disturbing things. I'm gonna show it with Monsters, Inc. So pretty much with Monsters, Inc., what they are depicting is how adrenochrome is used, pretty much. So think of what happens in Monsters, Inc., right? The monsters are in charge of scaring the children, right? And scaring the children to a level where their screams or whatever rises to a certain point and then they capture it in those little containers or whatever and they use their fear, right? That's exactly what adrenochrome is, is getting the child's adrenaline so scared to produce this drug because their adrenaline goes so crazy and their fear gets to that certain point that's how it becomes the drug of adrenochrome i mean i don't know all the details of this but that's generally what it is and in the movie monsters inc i'm telling you as a fact that is what they are depicting that is why they are scaring children and making them so fearful and they, their fear has to reach that certain level it's extremely demonic and just really disturbing flat out disturbing so that's what I'm saying is these Disney movies, they're not only disturbing for an adult. I'm 26 years old and I find this incredibly disturbing. Imagine a children watching this because that's what they're really depicting behind. It, it, the people only watch these movies surfacely. They see the monsters. They see the, the CGI animation graphics. They don't see the spiritual side and see what's really being depicted in these movies. And that's why Disney is extremely, extremely demonic. And even with the Disney logo, when they show the castle and then that star going around it, that is showing the firmament, the dome, that we live in a firmament. And they show it in the Disney logo. At the start of all those movies, they show the castle and then the star going up and around the castle. That is showing the firmament, the dome. That's what we live in, a firmament. That's a side point about Disney. But honestly, with this Monsters, Inc., the whole plot of the movie is depicting adrenochrome. Mike Wazowski, he has one eye, which is like Illuminati dark side symbolism, just having one eye. That might sound silly, but that's quite literally. He just has one eye, very demonic. And that's the whole plot of the movie is depicting how they get adrenochrome. And that's what I'm saying is adrenochrome. People didn't know about this till the controlled opposition QAnon conspiracy theory. People didn't know what adrenochrome was until recently with QAnon in the last few years. But look up when Monsters, Inc. came out uh, probably close to two decades ago now, early 2000s. So that's what I'm saying is they have been depicting adrenochrome in movies years ago. We are just now waking up to it now.
Like I said, many people didn't even know what this was till recently through QAnon, which is a controlled opposition, but there's still truth to it. But they make it sound like a silly conspiracy theory, so that way people will write it off as a silly conspiracy theory, not realizing that they're talking about truth. So that's what they've been depicting in Hollywood movies for decades now, years and years, and it goes all the way back to Monsters, Inc. They were showing about adrenochrome. Very disturbing. So there's several movies that depict this as well. And even some adult movies, you'll see them taking like a weird mysterious drug of like blood and stuff. That's what they're depicting, adrenochrome. So they depict it in other movies. But honestly, Monsters, Inc. is the most straight up detailed explanation of adrenochrome. And again, that's in a child's movie. So it's foul and disgusting, truly. And if you don't believe everything I just said, now I'm going to go away from a Hollywood movie for a second. And I'm going to show you some Hollywood actors telling us about this as well. And I'm just going to show you how sick these people are and how weird Holly weird really is. Because it, it's not just weird. It's it's crazy. So pretty much I'm just going to read an article for you and play a video for you. And we're going to talk about this, right? So this is from 2020 during the pandemic, right? The website I'm on is hollywoodlife.com. And the person that wrote this, it's a political news editor, right? So this is mainstream. There were several videos of this, several articles of this. The headline is Chris Evans jokingly asks Paul Rudd if he drinks baby blood to stay ageless. Watch. That's the main headline of this. Let me read it one more time just in case you missed that. Chris Evans jokingly asks Paul Rudd if he drinks baby blood to stay ageless. That's the main headline. And now let's go to the subheadline. Chris Evans Chris Evans <laughs> Chris Evans thinks he knows the key to Paul Rudd's apparent ability to never age ever. Drinking baby blood. The two Marvel superheroes traded hilarious jokes in a new Actors on Actors interview that's a must watch, right? So they say, take note, they say hilarious jokes. Does this sound funny to you? Wait till you hear it, right? So they say hilarious jokes, <laughs> real funny, right? And then the first paragraph, it says, Paul responded that I most certainly age. Wait, he never actually denied the baby blood thing, though. Watch the full interview below. So now let's pull up the video of them talking about it. And you can hear what these sick people do and talk about, right? This is Paul Rudd and Chris Evans, whoever these Hollywood puppets are. Listen to this. Ready? Here we go. Also, why don't you age? Are you drinking baby blood? I most certainly age. I, I, especially these days. Oh, you know what? That actually bleeds nicely into this next question. Uh, your first what? acting job was Sisters in 1992. How has TV <laughs> changed? Did they make the list for you of questions? Have they made a list for you of questions to ask me? I'm only picking a couple, but I, I want. No, no, no. That's fine. I, I think. What are some of the, this would be good. What are some of the, go through the questions that they, that they want you to ask. Well, they had one that said, uh, so did you hear these sick people laughing like that? And again, they, the headline said, these are hilarious jokes. What was funny about that? He didn't even answer the question. What was funny about that? What was a joke about that? Because it's not a joke. And he says, oh, did they tell you to ask me that? Listen to these sick people, dude. This makes me sick. 
Listen to everything that these people say. Also, why don't you age? Are you drinking baby blood? I most certainly age. I, especially these days. I'm going to stop right there. He says, especially these days, because this was during the pandemic. The date on this is June 25th, 2020, during the pandemic. And during the pandemic is when many people started to wake up and when a lot of these different things were going on. So that's why he says, especially now he's aging because they haven't been able, they've all been on lockdown and they weren't able to get as much of their adrenochrome, pretty much. That's why he says, especially now. And then just listen how they laugh, bro. Straight laughing at this because they know that the pe- the mainstream, the people who care about the mainstream, they're so brain dead. They're so asleep. They would rather call me a conspiracy theorist than call out these sickos for joking about baby blood. How is this funny? Even if what I'm saying is not true, how is that funny? Who makes jokes about this? Seriously, who makes a joke about this? The, he- the headline, hilarious jokes. Is this funny to you? Is this making you laugh? It's not making me laugh, but these two are cracking up. Also, why don't you age? Are, are you drinking baby blood? I most certainly age. I, I, especially these days. Oh, you know what? That actually bleeds nicely into this next question. Uh, your first what? acting job was Laughing. Sisters in 1992. How has TV changed? Laughing. Did they make the list for you of questions? Have they made a list for you of questions to ask me? I'm only picking a couple, but I I want No, 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 it's fine. I think... I don't even care, bro. These people are disgusting. These people are disgusting, bro. Did you... Did they tell you what to ask me? These people are sick. You realize that, right? Let's play it one more time. And then we'll talk more. Also, why don't you age? Are you drinking baby blood? I most certainly age. I, especially these days. So, oh, so honestly, I, this is what I'm saying is, even if it was a joke, right? If someone asked you that, wouldn't you make it an emphatic? Like, if, if someone asked you that, wouldn't you be like, dude, what? Like, wouldn't you be completely shocked, disturbed, disgusting, as I'm disgusted right now? But no, they just think, haha, did someone tell you to ask that? Like, if these people weren't Satanist, they would make it, they wouldn't want people thinking that they might be Satanist. Who in their right mind would, would want someone to, who in their right mind would hear someone ask this question and not make it abundantly? No. But no, they just joke and say, and dodge around it. He never answers the question. That's exactly the headline that I read is it says, um, Paul responded that I most certainly age. And then the article says, wait, he never actually denied the baby blood thing though. Watch the full interview below. So that's what I'm saying is who makes jokes like this? And even if you were asked this question, wouldn't you be like, dude, no, like what? Like next question, like what? But no, they just joke around because the reason they're joking around is like I covered earlier in TPR season three several times is that the way that the mainstream media gets us to accept demonic things, subliminals and subconscious things is through comedy through laughter that's why they get two oh hilarious jokes because we think the masses who watch this think that they're joking around and when you laugh at this stuff you're accepting this 
as truth because it is true. That's why they come out and do it in a laughing manner because comedy laughing gets us to accept it. So it's not even anything funny about this. And like I said, he doesn't even deny it. He just dances around the question laughing at it. It's disgusting. Also, why don't you age? Are you drinking baby blood? I most certainly age. I, especially these days. Oh, you know what? That actually bleeds nicely into this next question. Uh, your first what? acting job was Sisters in 1992. How has TV <laughs> changed? <laughs> Did they make the list for you of questions? Have they made a list for you of questions to ask me? <laughs> yeah, I'm a puppet, so, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I, I think, just to be good, what are some of the, go through the questions that they, that they want you to ask. Well, they had one that said, uh, what was it like being on Friends? And, you know, this, I actually have a question that I specifically have always. Yeah, I'm a puppet, so everything I say and do, they tell me to do and say. Makes me sick, bro. Oh, and I, I still got more. Honestly, if you want more. I got more points if that didn't do it for you. Let's see. So everyone likes to show, um, what's it called? The Office, right? Everyone likes to show The Office. And the one character is named Dwight on the show. His real name is Rain Wilson, right? Um, so let's read some tweets. A shout out to Tommy G over at No Mercy Podcast for exposing this back when he was still rocking and rolling on Twitter and on Instagram. He was responsible for waking a lot of people up, Tommy G. So that's where I got this screenshot from from months ago. And these are all tweets from Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight on Office. And Tommy points out before I read him, he says, Notice all the tweets we are digging up are from 7 to 10 years ago when Twitter wasn't as popular, and neither were they. Notice how few likes and retweets there are, because there's only like 264, 150. There's small amounts of likes and retweets on these tweets. And Tommy says, you thought you were just talking to your elite buddies because that's what they do is they all speak in code. So here's some uh, tweets from Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight on the show The Office, right? Showing how it's all demonic. Everyone loves The Office, thinks it's so funny. Yeah, the, let's read these, right? Rain Wilson on October 24th, 2011. Little concerned this morning, found blood in my urine. Well, not my urine, the baby urine I washed my hair with. That was in October 24th, 2011. The person that plays Dwight on the office tweeted out, little concerned this morning, found blood in my urine. Well, not my urine, the baby urine I washed my hair with. Someone asked him a question on January 26, 2010. What should I eat for dinner? I'm thinking pasta, which I covered. That's one of the code words. Pizza, pasta, ice cream. Someone tweets, what should I eat for dinner? I'm thinking pasta. Then Rain Wilson says, what about human baby meat? Right? So this is in 2010, 2011. Like Tommy G says, they were all just speaking in code, thinking that only their elite buddies were seeing this because Twitter wasn't as popping as it is now. It wasn't like how it was. That tweet about human baby meat, it has 64 retweets, 40 likes. Because it wasn't like how it was now. Now, everyone gets thousands and thousands. Twitter is way different. They were just using this platform when it first started, speaking in their code, in subliminals. And then just some other notable tweets from this sicko 
Rain Wilson, September 2nd, 2011. If you want to punish a teenager, simply take away their cell phone and sodomize them with it. October 7th, 2011. I drained the blood out of a goth kid. Does that make me a goth? August 17th, 2012. You should be able to drink the blood of a genius at the genius bar. So if... (laughs) That, that's the office for you. That's a character on the office, right? So everyone thinks, oh, it's real funny, right? And Tommy, ponied, uh, Tommy posted a picture of this sicko and he said, keep worshiping these sick blanks. And the cat, and it's, it's Rain Wilson. I wish you could see it. It's Rain Wilson pretty much pretending like he's biting a baby's head, a real baby. And the caption is, I did this Xmas video. What was in that drink? Oxycontin and Akai and human baby blood. So these people are sick. All of Hollywood, like I said, Paul Rudd, Rain Wilson from The Office, these people are sick, bro. Absolutely sick. And it's not a conspiracy theory because like I said, Monsters, Inc., when did that come out? I got my computer right here. Let's see. Monsters, Inc., release date. Let's see. See what we got here. November 2nd, 2001. Like I said, 20 years ago, They have been showing about adrenochrome for 20 years. And those tweets from Rain Wilson were 10 years ago in 2010 and 11. So for 20 years, Monsters, Inc., Disney has been depicting adrenochrome. And that's exactly why the dark side mainstream media had to come out with the controlled opposition, the controlled psyop of QAnon, because The way that the dark side keeps this under control, the best way to control the opposition is to control it. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly why they put forth conspiracy theories so that they can write this off as truth. Because if these truths are coming out, they have to control it in some way. So when people sit and watch the news and they hear, oh, the QAnon conspiracy theory that believes uh, the Democrats and people in Hollywood are drinking blood and are Satanists and are cannibals and whatnot. The majority of the people, because they always say the conspiracy theory, that's exactly what people who are brainwashed by the TV and the mainstream media believe. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's silly. It's not true. It is truth. They come out and tell it as truth, but they say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. That's part of how it works is in order for the dark side to do these agendas, they have to tell us what they're doing. They have to claim it for us. That's why they put it in movies. One, it's to mock us openly because people are so asleep they won't realize, but it's also because they have to tell us. And that's exactly why they come out with the controlled psyop of QAnon to try and control the opposition. It's a controlled op. So if people are waking up to these agendas, they have to make it sound silly. So they say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. And they'll even tell us about it. They'll say, yeah, X, Y, and Z, but they label it as conspiracy theory. So the 90% of the people that see it from the mainstream media. They go, oh, that's ridiculous. That's a conspiracy theory. It's not true, but they're accepting it as truth. And they're they're not realizing what's really going on. So this is all true. And like I said, why would Paul Rudd be making jokes like that? Why would they even ask that if it wasn't true? That's exactly why they do it. They have to make it sound silly. They have to make it sound like a joke. And he says, oh, did someone tell you to ask that? Why would someone tell him to ask that question? The reason someone tells them to ask that question is because they have to spiritually claim it. That's why they write articles like this. Oh, Chris Evans jokingly asked Paul Rudd if he drinks baby blood to stay ageless. They're telling people what's going on. 
And most people just believe it's a joke. They believe it's a conspiracy theory, but they're accepting the truth because the dark side is telling us the truth. And they've been telling us the truth for decades. Like I said, Monsters, Inc., that's 2001. 20 years ago, this has been going on. So it's not just, that's the whole thing is what I'm saying is people were waking up to this. The FBI code words were released and all the people that got caught up in this, they knew that they were going to get caught in it. So that's exactly why they had to put controlled oppositions forth to make it sound like a conspiracy theory and to control the wake up. That's why they put QAnon, a controlled opposition forth. So that was really the most disgusting and disturbing points of this agenda um, or of this episode, speaking about that agenda. And with these extremely hidden subliminals in so many of the movies, you know, from It and It Chapter 2 to Monsters, Inc. to Get Out and to Us for decades, Hollywood has been showing us what they're doing. And this proves all the conspiracy theories, quote unquote, to be true. They call it a conspiracy theory, but it's true. And all these people who expose human trafficking, pedophilia, adrenochrome, all these sex trafficking, uh, sexual perversion with children and not with children, all these dark side agendas that are labeled as conspiracy theories, this episode and all of these movies prove it to be true. And the reason I know it's true is because QAnon just came out since in the last five years, let's say, and this Monsters, Inc. movie was out two decades ago, 20 years ago. So... It's not a conspiracy theory. This is how we can see that they were putting it in our face, putting it in our face. And as people started to wake up, they said, okay, we were so blatant with it. Now we have to control the opposition and put QAnon forth. But this confirmed all the pedo, child, disturbing agendas and conspiracies to be true. And they've been doing it for decades. Hidden programming for decades in these movies. So I just have... Two more movies that I'm going to speak about. So as far as the Polar Express and the pedo um, subliminals and symbolism, another thing, like I said, it's pasta, pizza, ice cream are some of the code words. Another thing that's on the FBI release document is the pedophile swirl. And if you look at the movie The Polar Express, when the Tom Hanks character, who is the train conductor, when he takes out his watch, it's like a pocket watch to keep track of the time. There is the pedo swirl on the right side of it. Just look. It's a swirl. That's the best way to describe it. And I touched on this series before. That's why the Google Adrena or the Google Chrome, that's why it's called Google Chrome, because it's Adrenochrome. And look at the logo of Google Chrome. It's a swirl. It's also really like an all-seeing eye. There's several demonic and dark side symbolism on the Google Chrome. There's several dark side symbolism on the Google Chrome, but that's exactly why it's also a swirl. And that's why it's called Chrome, Google Chrome, because it's adrenochrome. So in the Polar Express, you can see that on his time watch, the pedophile swirl showing it again in that movie. Like I said, if it's not Monsters, Inc. outwardly speaks about adrenochrome. If it's not adrenochrome, they'll put the pedophile swirl, they'll put other pedo symbolism in these movies especially in children's movie disney movies you know what i'm saying in all these movies especially in disney that disney is notorious for showing the pedophile swirl and all the other pedophile programming disney is very disturbing 
But as far as the Polar Express, those those are all the dark side disgusting points for this episode. Now I just have a few other movie points to finish up with the Polar Express and one other movie. So thanks for bearing with me on the disturbing points. Now just as far as the Polar Express, I did speak about this in TPR 39 and I just want to clarify. So I said that this is a twin flame movie, which is true. That's why a theme with twin a theme with twin flames is going home. That's why at the end of the movie they're going home after being at the North Pole. They're going home. That's an interesting point and an important point. The train symbolism with twin flames, very important. And a, another thing I want to clarify when I spoke about it in thirty nine was. I said that the character on top of the train is the main character's higher self. You know, when he sees like the hobo or like that guy up on top of the train, that is the character's higher self. And now let me explain. Pretty much, and they blur the lines. That's what the Hollywood movies do is they put some truth in here, but they also blur the lines a lot as well, purposely. But that character that's on top of the train it's really the character. I said it's the character's higher self because that was months ago. It's really just like, let me explain it this way. They blur the lines about this movie several ways because I said in, in real life, Christmas is a pagan holiday, a dark side holiday to be forsaken. It's pagan. And I really covered what the roots of it are on this series, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But just an interesting point is if you look at the word Santa and if you look at the word Satan, it's the exact same letters, just one letter switched. It's Santa and Satan. So they just move up that N from the end of Satan and they put it in Santa. Same amount of letters and the same exact letters just rearranged Santa and Satan. However, they blur the lines in this movie, The Polar Express, because Santa is not representing Satan. He's actually representing, let's say, something good, right? And they blur the lines a lot in this movie. So they have the character's higher self above the train. Stick with me here. They have the character's higher self above the train, but they blur the lines because they have that character mocking Santa, who was supposed to be something good. But that's just blurring the lines. They want you to think that the person on top of the train is actually bad. That's why they have him mocking Santa. But we can know that the character on top of the train is not bad. He's not Satan. Because when the train is going out of control and they are still up on the train, that character helps the main character and he doesn't allow him to fall off the train when they're going down it like unprotected on top of the train. So that character is the higher self protecting the main character. And if it was representing someone bad, if it was representing Satan, let's say the character on top of the train, he wouldn't save the little boy. He would just let him fall off the train when they're up there, he would just let him fall off, but he doesn't do that. He actually helps him. So that's why they blur the lines, making this character seem bad when he's actually good. And then I say it's his higher self because then when they show him, they show the character later on top of the train and he's like controlling the puppets and the toys. And he's like saying, you're a doubter to the main character. The reason it's his higher self is because deep down, that's what the character is feeling at that point. He's still doubting Santa. He's not really sure about it. So his higher self is reflecting to him, making him face those questions. Are you a doubter? Do you believe? That's the whole point of the movie and what the character learns. So that's why his higher self is having him reflect that, making him face the question, do I believe? Am I a doubter? That's precisely why. So they blur the lines with that character and they blur the lines with Santa as well because they make Santa good, but Santa really equals Satan as far as the word. You know what I'm saying? The word Santa and the word Satan, but they blur the lines. So they make Santa 
character good and then they make that higher self character who is good they make him appear bad but he's not bad he's not representing satan the character on top of the train because he saves the boy if it was satan he would just want him to be destroyed and killed and he would just let him fall to destruction on top of the train because at that point he hasn't been to the north pole yet he hasn't seen santa so he's not a believer yet he still hasn't seen it yet so if it was really Satan, the character on top of the train, he would just let the character fall off while he's an unbeliever and that would be the end of him. But the, the character is representing his higher self, protecting him. That's why he doesn't let him die. He helps him out throughout the movie. And even when it's depicted as him being mean and scary, controlling the puppets, controlling the toys, saying you're a doubter, it's actually helping the character because it's making him face his doubt so that he can thus become a believer. So that's what happens when they get to the North Pole. And, you know, the whole movie is the train, which is the twin flame meaning. And then at the end of the movie, they go home. Also another twin flame meaning. So, you know, those were just some clarified points from when I spoke about the Polar Express and TPR 39. And now the final movie I want to speak about is the movie called The Stepfather, which I've seen this a bunch of times when I was younger, like 10 years ago or whatever, haven't seen it in years, but a concept that I covered throughout the It and It Chapter 2 movie breakdowns and also the Matrix movie breakdown and in TPR 39 is they always depict Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven in all of these Hollywood movies. You think that you're just watching the Matrix, you think that you're just watching It and It Chapter 2. You think you're just watching The Stepfather, but they actually depict biblical things and they always depict Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven. And the way that they do it in Stepfather, again, I haven't even seen this movie in probably a decade, but I just remember this. I've seen it so many times. The main character is named Michael. And at the end of the movie, Michael is fighting the stepfather in like the attic of the house, right? So they're up top and pretty much... Michael tackles, I do, I do believe this is how it goes down, is Michael tackles the stepfather. They're fighting in some way, but I think he tackles him. They go flying out the window and they fall off the roof down to the ground. And they, the camera shows them both laying on the ground. That is depicting Satan being cast out of heaven by Michael, Archangel Michael, because the main character, the good character, his name is Michael. And then the stepfather is representing Satan because he's evil, dark side in the movie, like committing murders and stuff. So the stepfather is Satan and Michael is Archangel Michael. That's why it shows them up top in the attic, representing them battling in heaven. And then it shows Michael casting the stepfather down, which is representing Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven. And they kind of blur the lines here with this movie because they make Michael fall down too. They both go flying out of the roof, off the roof, and they both go flying down. So in a sense, you know, it's really in the in the biblical sense, it's Archangel Michael casting Satan out. And then here in the movie, they depict it, but they also kind of blur the lines having them both fall out. But it's representing Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven. So like I said, that that scene is just really... I've seen it so many times, that movie, so that scene is really just stuck in my mind. And I know that the character's name is Michael. And once I realized throughout these Hollywood episodes how they are always depicting that same... They, I showed it, they depict it in the movie The Lighthouse, they depict it in The Matrix, they depict it in the movie It. They depict that scene several times, which I covered on the series. They always depict that scene, Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven. So once I realized that they do that in Hollywood, 
I thought back to that movie that I'd seen so many times. I'm like, Michael, they fall off the roof. They're up top. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Archangel Michael casting Satan out of heaven. So those are really just the Holly weird points that I wanted to touch on for this episode. This was pretty dark and disturbing, but that's exactly what Holly weird is. Dark, disturbing, so much more than you even realize. That movie, The Lighthouse, is a very demonic movie. I would not suggest, I wish I said that in TPR 39 the first time I spoke about it, is I would not suggest anyone watches that movie, The Lighthouse, because it's extremely dark side, very demonic, very disturbing scenes in it. And all of these movies, literally all of them, even ones that you think are Disney children movies, all of these movies are demonic in nature. And what they do, what they are designed to do is bring demons and demonic spirits into your house. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's CIA level MK Ultra mind control programming in these movies. And same thing, they're not just messing around. They are literally trying to bring in demonic energies, demonic spirits into your home. That's what that movie, The Lighthouse, will do. And all these movies, really, they're extremely dark side. The horror movies and stuff, they are more extreme and more intense. But even with The Monsters, Inc., they are bringing in demonic spirits through the TV and that, and through the movie screen. And that's what I've been covering a lot lately is that the TV screen, it's the Black Mirror. That's exactly why they had the show on Netflix called Black Mirror. Because look at the TV screen, look at your phone screen when they're off. It's just a black screen. That's what the TV is. And I covered how the mirror's concept can be a spiritual concept. But as far as the physical mirror Demonic spirits can work through mirrors and the physical mirrors and be manifested through them. Also, you'll see that in all movies. You know, you'll see them staring into a mirror, showing how demonic spirits are coming through the mirror. You'll always see the mirror dark side symbolism. For example, I think in the movie The Little Mermaid, that old Disney movie, they show Ursula, the dark side, always the reflection in the mirror. That's how she's shown, showing that she, the dark side, demonic spirit is being manifested through the physical mirror. That's what our TVs are. It's a black mirror, just a black screen. Demons can manifest through the physical mirror in our world. That's precisely why TV screens and movie screens are just that, a black mirror, an avenue and a vessel for dark side demonic energy to manifest through. So when you watch the, even when you watch these Holly, that's exactly why I, said I'm not going to be covering Hollywood really movies anymore, no more breakdowns on this series. That's why I said that back in TPR 39, because even when you're awake to the symbolism, even though even when you know what you're looking at, it still brings in demonic spirits. Yeah, you could rebuke it, you could be aware and not really let it enter. But the bottom line is the TV, the movie screens, they are black mirrors. That's why even when you know the symbolism, it's really not even worth it to watch these movies because there's hidden transgenders, hidden pedophilia symbolism. I mean, so many demonic things. And even when you're aware of it, that makes you not even want to watch it even more. So from Hollywood movies, like I covered in this episode, to TV, to commercials, to Netflix, all of that is really considered Holly weird. It's all mainstream. It's all dark side. The commercials have pedophilia programming. The Netflix shows have it. The Netflix shows have EGI transgenders, elite gender inversion, the commercials even have it. It's not just Hollywood movies, but TV shows, TV commercials, Netflix. It's all demonic, all to be forsaken. The Netflix logo is demonic. It's a black screen. Look at when Netflix is rolling, uh, loading up. It's a black screen with the red words. Very demonic. The letters actually make devil horns on the ends, on the corners. Netflix logo is demonic, black screen, red writing. The TV 
and movie screens in general are just dark side to the black mirror demonic. So everything from TV commercials to Netflix to Hollywood movies, it's all mainstream media to TV shows. It's all mainstream media, all controlled by the dark side. And they are putting agendas like what I covered in this episode and all of those things. That's why you see everyone that's conspiracy theorists, everyone that's in the truth community. None of us watch TV. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing worth watching. That's it's no exceptions. It's no exaggeration. There is not a single thing to watch on that television screen. No exceptions. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. The sports games are fixed and rigged. The TV shows have transgenders and predictive programming like I covered on this series in season two. The Project Runway show had predictive uh, programming with the person named COVID designing a face mask before the pandemic. COVID designs a face mask before the pandemic. So... Shows like that, random shows that you think are just innocent, they're not innocent. They have predictive programming. The commercials that you think are innocent, they're not uh, innocent because they have pedophilia programming in there and other dark side agendas. The movies are not innocent. The TV shows are not innocent. It's no exceptions. I'm not exaggerating. There is not a single thing to watch on that TV screen. And that's why the people in the truth community, all the conspiracy theorists, none of us watch TV. That's that's really a baseline thing is and it sounds so weird. People are like, oh, you don't have a TV. You don't watch TV. We don't watch TV, bro. No TV, no Netflix shows, nothing. It is all very, very, very disturbing. And really, it's such a great feeling once you forsake TV and these movies, these TV shows and even the commercials. It feels amazing when you forsake that. So, you know what I'm saying? Everyone that's addicted to the mainstream media, they would never even dream about not having a TV, not having Netflix. But the people who are in real truth, we see it for what it is spiritually. And that's why we can't forsake it fast enough. So it's no exaggeration. It's no exceptions. That TV, it's the black mirror. There's nothing to watch on TV, nothing to watch in Hollywood, nothing to watch in Hollywood movies and nothing to watch in Hollywood in general. There is nothing, no exceptions, nothing to watch on that TV screen. It's the Black Mirror. So that's really this episode for Holly Weirder. Um, I shouldn't have to speak about movie details again after this episode because, you know, I said that in TBR 39, but I really shouldn't have to speak about it again because these were just in-depth additional points that I, I came to over months. You know what I'm saying? Literally months ago was TPR 39. And then as I just kept discerning and thinking and things were being revealed to me spiritually and in other ways, I was just like kind of putting this together. So I'm like, let me take back those keys. Let me drive for an episode and really expose Holly weird appropriately and fully and in the way that it needed to be exposed. So that's everything for the episode. Um, Quickly, my social medias are Ryan Michael 11 and Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. And you can email the show at pod.tpr at gmail.com. If there's anything I missed or you need an elaboration or clarification, reach out to me in any of those ways. Um, So this was Holly Weirder. And with that being said, I'm not giving the keys back to you. I got them right here. And this is what I'm doing with the Holly Weird keys. We don't need them anymore. So I'm going to see you for the next time. Thanks for letting me drive. Much love.